Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And I'm Mike. And this is Daniel. <laughs> well, guys, here we are. It's good to be back together. It is good yes. to be back together. Yeah. We, each one of us, have had some significant changes in our life over the last few months, making it uh, what was last year very easy to get together, very routine, um, has made it a little bit more challenging. It's a true story. And so tonight, I'd like to, to use our experience over the last few months and, and this podcast um, and getting together here tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit about overcoming obstacles. I like it. I like it because it relates so well to a recovery. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So um, something that sh- our therapist Shane has always said that has really, really stuck to me is there is always time and resources for what's important. Okay. There's always time and resources for what's important. And, you know, of course, initially I was like, well, and he says, no, no. <laughs> he said, he said, do you have time to go home and clean out your basement right now? And I said, well, no. He said, put six inches of water in it. Do you now? <laughs> <laughs> what a great analogy. And I said, well, of course I would have to. He said, exactly. The priority changed, you know, and even though you're now in a situation where you have to, because the priority changed, you now have the time to do it. Right. Even if that means you're going to be up all night through the night. And, and you're going to call calling, your boss tomorrow yeah, and call, say, I You're, you're going to make it happen. Right. Um, so while that's an extreme example, I think it illustrates a really, really good point. You know, there's time and resources for whatever it is you need to do or um, as long as the priority is there. Right. Another thing that I really liked is he pointed out, think about, think about, um, the obstacles that you overcame to make your addiction happen. You know, the risks you took, the, the, the lengths you would go to, to find the money, to find the time, to create the money, to create the time, whatever it took, whatever risks you were willing to, you know, and I thought, oh, wow, there were a lot actually. There really were. To make My that, experience was very similar. Yeah, yeah. to make that happen. And, and then he turned it back on me and says, now imagine if you took that same, that same uh, priority, that same energy, and you turned it toward your recovery or bettering your life. What would that look like? Wow. Even just a fraction. Yeah. Even just a small fraction of what it took. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great thought. really is a great thought. I uh, was uh, sort of thinking of my own experience as you're talking, just thinking of all the things that I did to um, to lie to everybody that was close, peers that I work with, clients that I work for, all of those things, the risks that I was willing to take and the risks that I was willing to, to make happen and, and, and think about that, just like, wow, and the, mad, the money, you know, how did I... I didn't have a didn't have a dollar for anybody to spend at home, but boy, I could come up with what it needed to at work to yeah. to go act out. So and and yeah. willing to make sacrifices. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. I can kick this bill down the road a week. That's right, or two, 
or and have what I need. To... And we are ignored altogether. Or yeah. I can go without this. Or right. I can, you know what I mean? And the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was like for you, but the, I, I spent so much time. And, so much time. And energy on the, you know, on the computer looking and researching and finding and doing all these sorts of things that if I'd have spent half as much time uh, focused on my job, amazing, you know, amazing things probably could have happened rather than, than half the time just, just messing around with my addiction. So, yeah, a lot of resources consumed in that. It's a great thought. Great thought. I hate to... I hate, hate, hate to throw out accolades to our counselor and say, man, that was a great <laughs> thought. It really it cuts to the quick. It does. But uh, at the same time, it's a great thought. It is? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, uh, I'm just thinking of other stuff. Uh, you know, there's an opportunity cost in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you know whether you, you decide to go to the theater or go to clean, you know, the basement or whatever, there's a cost there. And the addiction generally was the thing that we, we leaned towards like, oh, that's, the cost is so much less if we do that hmm. when, you know, the cost was much greater by skipping out on time with family or time with our spouse or, or whatever that, that other thing was. Um, so, you know, I, I know quite often that, you know, I made the choice of not doing those things. But, you know, the, you know with the, the thought in my head of, oh, it's not, it's not going to be that much. It's just a few minutes, and, you know, and then an hour goes by or, or whatever. And, you know, and it, so that few minutes it stole away an hour or two or three. Right. You know, and to, to this point, it's, you know, for me, I don't have that time with my kids every day like I did. So that's stolen more than just that at that time. I've been surprised to sort of even add up the cost of recovery. Mm -hmm. because there is a cost associated with recovery. And I, I don't look at it in terms of dollars or cents like I may have done with mm -hmm. my addiction. Uh, but I see it in terms of time. And you really have to ask the question of anybody who starts down this path of, are you willing to do this at all costs? I mm -hmm. think that's the verbiage we constantly use. And, and recognize the fact that you know this is a three- to five-year recovery path. Realistically, addiction is a lifelong pursuit of living better. Uh, addiction recovery, I guess I should say, and so, so um, the cost is infinitesimal. It's it's constant. It's always there. It's going to be forever, because because you have to spend some time with it every single day. But it's a way of living better. It's a it's a mm -hmm. it's a cost. I think that you're willing to bear. Um, have to live better. Have to do better. Have to have to spend those. Otherwise, otherwise you just couldn't go on living the way you're living. The um the thought that came to my mind as you were thinking is your addiction or your recovery is going to cost you everything. Exactly. You know, it's a great and, thought. and your time, if we're going to think of time as a resource. Okay. Yeah. Your time is getting spent one way or another. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Your time is always being spent. So, so it really comes to, and quite honestly, your money's getting spent too. Yes. It's always doing something. Even even if sitting in the bank is what you're assigning it to do, it's doing, it's doing something. something. Yeah. So so then we have to we have to approach this problem by thinking, okay, my resources, my energy are are finite and they're being spent. Right. What what is my priority? What has my attention? What what is my flooded basement or, sure. or what do I need to throw water into per se? You know, what do I need to make a priority? Right. 
I was thinking, uh, one of my worst nights, one of my very worst nights of, of recovery was a night that the realization that this addiction would be a, a, a really a lifelong change. You know, so much of the world of, of at least my experience in the world of medications or whatever, it's a, you know, it's on and then it's off. It's go see a doctor because I have this pain or whatever. And, you know, maybe it's surgery, maybe it's whatever. Maybe it's take this pill and it's on and it's off. And one of my very worst nights was the realization. Um, we were having one of our group sessions and I came to the realization that this just isn't something that God's going to reach down and just take from my life. It's not like... Um, you know, I started down this path of recovery, and then I, I, for whatever reason, I guess I had in my mind that there was this end, graduation, I think is the word mm-hmm. I actually used, if you recall that. Or, you know, as as our counselor likes to say, cured, like a ham, cured. Mm-hmm. And the realization that that's not the case in this situation. And I, uh, uh, that was a really hard time for me. It's interesting as I compared that to my Uh, addictive life, which I guess I just never saw, never in my mind thought that it would ever end, and how I was so quick and easy to throw whatever resources available, money, time, energy, family, whatever it was I was willing to sacrifice to live that way, and yet the painful realization that this was never going to go away in the side of recovery, and that it was going to require some time, some energy, some effort on my part for the rest of my mortal life, and how painful that was to me that night. The realization of such, and I don't know why. If I, I guess I had just lived recklessly, so recklessly in my in my addictive life, uh, that I didn't see it as though it was going to be forever. I guess I just always thought that this is just how it would be, and that, and and I'd just spend the money, and I'd I'd incur the costs, I'd do whatever I wanted to do, and it was no big deal. Mm-hmm. But the recovery side of it all of a sudden was very painful to me, and I don't know why that was. Do you know I had an kind of along the same lines, I had a moment when I realized that um, I caught myself saying, I just want to get back to the way things were when they were good. Yes, when life was really good. And and then I thought to myself, well, it (laughs) It wasn't that good. It (laughs) wasn't. You know, I don't don't know what fantasy I was thinking of, but but that's when I realized, oh, with recovery, I'm not going back. I'm going someplace new, and it's going to be different. And... And that required a lot of sacrifice. I had to learn to let go of a lot of things. Yes, yeah. But it it became the priority. It became the priority. It does. And I think the other piece of it is when we start to realize just how good it can be in recovery, when we start to recognize how good it, it is, there's, there's suddenly the cost goes away. Mm-hmm. It's irrelevant. It's suddenly it's, wow, I'm, I'm, I, I never dreamed it could be this good. And as a result of that, these are... These are costs, these are experiences, these are times that I'm willing to give because it's all adding value to my life. I just never knew it could be this good. So Okay, so let's get back to our, our question, overcoming obstacles. So as we're on this path, we're going someplace new. We know that we have the time and resources. We've already demonstrated that we have the skills. If we want it bad enough, we'll make it happen. Right. So how do we learn to overcome challenges? Wow. Um, I think we have to consider new ideas. Uh, you know, as we talk about even the challenges of our own experiences in the last little while, we had to um, we had to consider the possibility that there was something else out there, that there was a change that needed to be made, and that 
and that I'm not happy where I'm at. Life isn't good where I'm at, and so I have to consider the possibility that there's something that could be better. Sometimes that takes a that takes some real soul searching. I love the steps and the, how sort of they talk about some of those things. This idea that this higher power could help us through that process. I appreciated that, but but I think that's where it starts. Is somewhere somewhere with the idea that something that, that there's something out there that can be better, and then we have to we have to consider where we have to go get help. Mm-hmm. We may have to go find some help. <clears throat> um, I remember the first call I made to to our counselor, and uh, because we had a you know a long lasting relationship, uh, I didn't know how else to call, so I reached out to him and hey, do you know who I am? Do you remember me? And and that started the ball rolling. But um, I think sometimes reaching out is a is, is the is the place to start. It's the realization that where I'm at right now isn't working, and I got to do something different. Yeah, and I mean, for me, like with all the challenges I've been facing lately, I had to come to to terms and realize, you know, it's just part of life. You know, life does throw challenges your way, and they're not expected, they're not scheduled. You just have to accept that they're coming, and then you know, kind of shuffle the pieces around in a way, like and prioritize, like okay, what's important right now? Um, you know, for example, like you know, the fact that I just moved into a place, and then suddenly I'm having to find another place again. Now, that was the priority, and so that had to get shuffled above everything else. Um, you know, work pays for everything, so that still has to have a high priority. But even then, you know, my job was flexible enough that I could take time off to go look for a new place. But then, you know, when I got off work, kind of shuffled to a little bit later, um, which then affected some availability that I was used to. So it's just kind of that constant game of you know moving the pieces around and determining what's important at that point but at the same time not letting it drag you under i mean because previously man something would happen it was the end of the world it was it was catastrophizing like crazy and uh, i'd be depressed or super anxious and then of course you know i'd retreat to the addiction or or i'd get grumpy and then be ornery to everyone around me you know because there's no way to solve this and you know, the world's against me, God's against me, or whatever was my, 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 you know, the go-to, my go-to for, for that moment. Um, instead of just realizing, okay, this is just an obstacle. It sucks, but what do I need to do next? What's the next step to overcome this obstacle? What's the next thing that I can do right now? Because, you know, that's maybe a few days away or that's nothing I can change, but what can I do now to move forward? I'll tell you the thing I've appreciated about recovery more than anything is the realization that uh, because in, in, in addiction it wasn't that way. Everything was an emotional decision. Yeah. The thing about recovery that's been fantastic is is the realization that I don't have to make that decision right now. But when I get there and do need to make that decision, I'll be better prepared than I've ever been in my entire life. And recovery has provided that. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking about making a home change here in the last little while and what that's meant. Uh, you're better prepared right now than you've ever been to make oh, yeah. to make some of those some make some of those changes. No, like um, you know, I met with Shane and, and let him know, and he's like, "That's great. This is a good opportunity for you." Then what did you do? And I'm like, "Well, after I got the phone call, I kind of sulked for about an hour, and then I realized I was being an idiot because I was sulking, and then I decided, okay." I'm going to start making phone calls. And so I started making phone calls and reaching out to people I knew that could help. And, yeah, so it, I just kind of, 
you know, the, the kind of like the relapse chain, just went down the chain um, until things started rolling and moving forward. And now instead of renting, which was the plan, I'm now buying a home, which I didn't think I would be able to do. But now I don't have to worry about moving again because I'm the person in charge, which is a lot better than having to rely on someone else. Yeah. But it, But it took... But it took the um, the situation that you were in to make that happen. To the water that in the change. basement. Water in the basement. Yeah. Water in the basement. Well, I mean, so previously, before the place I'm in, I tried to, to buy, mm-hmm. but the market just went crazy at that moment. So, you know, looking back, it's just like, okay, this place was just to get me through the time before, so the market could shift enough for me to find a place. So that's how I'm looking at it. You know, it's all about reframing. Because otherwise, yeah, I mean, I could be pissing and moaning about how crappy this was and these landlords are jerks. But no, it's just like, all right, it's a crappy situation. But in the end, it's worked out better for me. Yeah. I uh, I listened to a little little lecture, a little podcast that, that kind of described things like this. It said the, the way that the psychology of your mind work apparently is that um, – You'll, you'll create something that you're, you're aiming for, something you're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're aiming for this. Like, I want to cross the room, I want to cross the room and, and get to the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then suddenly everything in the room turns into either an obstacle or a tool, something that's going to, to hinder or frustrate your, your efforts or it's going to become useful to that. And so if... You're walking across the room and then suddenly there's a chair in the way. Then, you know, now you view it as an obstacle. Now it's an irritant. Now you don't like it. It's, you know, the, the chair's in the way. Right. But if you're halfway across the room and you need a break, then suddenly the chair is a tool. You can yeah. sit in it. You're grateful for it. I'm glad it's here. Wow. So in, you know, how Daniel reframed it, he, he took what he initially thought was an obstacle to his happiness, an obstacle to the life that he wanted to live and yeah. suddenly oh no no this was a tool yeah this is a tool and it's leading me to maybe a better life that i didn't know was going to be better right. you know and you have to have you have to take that leap of faith saying you know this is let's turn this into an opportunity let's turn this into a a tool per se to get me to where i want to go and sometimes you have to kind of i got to think of how to say this so that it comes across to our, okay I found myself saying after a year of recovery that my life was better than I ever could have conceived it. Sure. Okay. So when I started recovery, I had an idea of what I was aiming for. But as I got farther and farther into it, my life was changing in such a way that suddenly I was living a life that I couldn't even have dreamed of before. And it was so much better in every way. Right. But that took a lot of, okay, I was aiming for this, but it actually turns out that I'm headed towards something much better. So maybe I, you see what I mean? I it's taking me to a different place. So you have to have faith in the process that, that where you're going is better, but you might not know exactly what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean the same thing with my, my previous marriages is, is, you know, as crappy as things were, each one of them brought me closer to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, you know, my last one. Uh, despite all the challenges we had, you know, looking back, that's still another step closer to recovery. Got me to where I'm at, where I met you, where I met Mike and Shane, and all those things were put in place. You know, could it have happened earlier? Yeah, but I wasn't making the right choice for that to happen. You know, um, 
my stubbornness, I, you know, just wasn't allowing that. And, you know, got up there, it's just like, all right, well, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to up the ante and make this a little bit more difficult um, until you make that right choice. And that's something that I've, I've realized. And again, it's just the reframing, you know, and this is something Shane's really pushed with me is to reframe all these things instead of looking at it from a negative point point of view, looking at it from a positive. What what are the gifts? What are the positives that came out of those things? And besides my kids, I mean, that's an automatic uh, positive out of there, but it has brought me to where I'm at. There were good times there in, in those relationships. Sure. Um, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be as strong or the person I am today. Uh, I think that's true. I think I think it's really, really important in recovery to remember that wherever you're at right now is a great place to start. But oh, yeah. it's not okay for you to stay there. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like the, the old saying, you know, when was, when was the best time to plant a tree? Right. Which is 20 years ago. When's the next time? Today. Today. Right yeah. now. Um, and so that works quite a bit. You know, and one of my sponsees, you know, has been struggling. And, you know, when I was talking to him, I'm like, let's just stop for a second. How do you know this isn't like God giving you a gift right now saying, hey, I know you've been struggling with this addiction but I'm going to give you this obstacle right now to overcome that because this is the perfect time to do this right now. And, you know, I, it took a little bit of time for that to set in, but I, that's kind of what I'm see, seeing things as is, you know, with this addiction, there's co- constantly these little obstacles or things that are put in our path so that we can try to overcome that mm-hmm. and kind of go in a different positive direction instead of the negative ones that we have always defaulted to the interesting thing about recovery is is that it's this constant process of reframing yeah all these things that we used to assume that were coming at us that we used to say well and i'm god's against me or yeah my family's against me or so all these things that were everybody was against Mm -hmm. me and now it's a matter of well wait a minute this is there's a real live gift in this challenge that i'm experiencing right now because what it's doing is it's moving me forward one of the things I used to struggle with a lot was just, just I'm self-employed and just the whole side of running the business and everything else. And one of the things that's come out of that more than anything is, is there, there are all those times when I would be behind and maybe billing and affect cash flow or do whatever yeah. in case maybe I would stress and no money and, you know, everyone else at home is stressing, like, where's the money coming from? And I just couldn't get on top of that. Recovery has pointed out specifically to me that it's, I when I, I act out when I get myself in those stressful situations, and so I have to be on top of that process all the time. It's just one of those things I need to do. But that's been a tool of recovery that I had no idea about all those years that I struggled thinking, oh, this is everybody's against me. I can't make this work. Only to find out really if I can get on top of some of those things and stay on top of those things. So, you know, for some others, it's, it's keeping a car clean. For others, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's the picky items, the things that we do that help us, that just help us make us feel like we're really moving forward and we're doing things. Um, just just helpful stuff. Yeah, and for me, I always overloaded myself. I overcommitted. Uh, you know, so I've had to really pull back and like, okay, I have to put self-care in. Yes. Because if I keep overloading myself, then I just crash and then, you know, binge and go into that addictive cycle until I spin out and then it's starting over so as long as i can keep myself with some self-care then and not overload myself i'm good so i've had to pull back on a lot of stuff and say okay this is sitting off to the side till i get this done yeah and this and that these obstacles that we've faced in terms of even our own experience of getting together and that, podcasting that's where i wanted to go 
Yeah, it's been interesting in our own circumstances. So what, what are the things that you feel like that we did to overcome those? Well, let's use tonight for an example. Yeah, we, we're, going we're in my mother's dining room, <laughs> you know, and normally we record in, in my basement, yep, you know, right. that's where we normally record. And but last the, time we recorded, we were in my, in were my in place, your, but now it's filled with boxes <laughs> and no table. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And, but that was a conscious decision. It was, right. it was like, no, we need to get some stuff recorded. I'm yeah. going to try to arrange work to make that happen. And right. if, but if it doesn't work, you guys are going to go forward. Right. Yeah. We're going to, we and, and you did. And then uh, an, another benefit, and, and we were in a similar situation tonight. We we arranged to have, okay, we can have a, we've got a couple hours, let's get together and do this. And then all kinds of things came up. You right. Know, uh, I and, was an hour south of here for a couple of days. So yeah. 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 <clears throat> and, you know, then... The been, equipment. We were suddenly in this spot with, well, oh my word, we don't have the equipment. Now we had purchased new equipment, we did, but it was still in a box. We yeah. hadn't pulled anything out of the box. So. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm going I'm to use that as, I think, a positive example here in just a second. But, you know, so then my house got filled up. You know, my, my son made plans that I wasn't aware of, and so sure. we couldn't use that. And so we said, so, okay, we're going to find a place. And we talked about going to the park, and we talked about going right. doing these other things, and we ended up here. Well, but we made it happen. Now that I know this runs on batteries, we can do the park. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So and then you mentioned you mentioned the new equipment. We did get some new equipment. We decided that that um, the three of us decided that th- this was important enough that we were going to make it happen and we were going to go forward. So if there ever came a situation where only two of us could meet, that we would still go forward with right. that. Yeah. Right. But that necessitated that if Daniel was the one that could not that could could not be there, we still needed a way to. We needed equipment. We needed yeah. equipment, so we yeah. decided that we would invest a little money. By we, I mean my Mike. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool little gizmo too. And so, and so we we got some new equipment, and quite honestly, it's like, oh, this is, and you know, it's new, and Daniel's stuff is great, and I'm grateful for it. But you know, I have some headphones, and it's kind of nice <laughs> to, to hear the balance. I used to have those, but yeah, they're gone. <laughs> but 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 you see what I yeah. mean? And and I think that it's it's recommitted, and I think that now we're in a better place. And we had every right in the world to not make this happen tonight yes we did it is though every single possible objection to making something happen tonight and Um, you know what three weeks ago we would have postponed it that's right that's right well and i also think part of the the issue we also face is it's summertime you know uh during summer we take a lot of trips and stuff like that um now we're kind of heading into fall Things are kind of settling down as far as mm-hmm. vacations and trips and all those things. So we can definitely refocus. Um, so I just, know that that is, is a factor in there. Oh, and a lot know, of stuff off my plates come off. And Well, you know, and there's yeah. been a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I Changed went, jobs. went and got myself a new job and, yeah. and no yeah. longer had the predictable schedule and things like that. But the point that I that we're trying to make in this podcast is even in the light of all of the things that have happened that's yeah. going on in your world everything that's going on in my world everything that's going on in mike's world if there's enough water in this basement we'll attend to it that's we'll make, right. it happen. Yeah. make it happen so so we had to decide and we had this discussion is this important enough that we're going to make it happen because yeah. if it's not then, then we done. we either need yeah. to be done or we need to change what we want from it you, you know right or we need to redefine what we're doing and we decided we decided that no, this is important enough. We're going to to take the steps to make this happen, yeah. and so here we are. Yep. Here we are tonight. I, I'll be curious to hear what your evaluations of what 
as we had that conversation, I remember going home myself thinking about this podcast and thinking about why do I think it's important? Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that all of you went through sort of a similar uh, mental exercise of some type. And I'd be curious to hear what it is that you came up with uh, and what you thought of and why you decided that, yeah, the podcast needed to move forward and why. And I'll tell you why I thought, okay? As I came to the conclusion, remember, I was a, a genuine conscientious objector to podcasting. I think you all, that's been well documented. Which is funny because he's the one that bought our equipment. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I was uh, not at all. I was not at all interested. And yet, and yet it's become, I think it's become a big part of my recovery an important part of my recovery for a variety of different reasons. First of all, uh, um, when I hear those who listen to our podcasts make a comment like that really struck a chord with me, that was really meaningful. And I come back then to the thought that you've had all the way along, and that is is that I will do anything uh, if, if I can affect someone's life in some positive way as a result of what I've been through, and I can help them in some positive way. That's a meaningful, meaningful moment for me. And I think that's a piece of why, first of all, is that uh, it made sense. But the second piece of it for me, too, was is that this is, this is part of my own recovery. This is part of my own very, uh, as far as this goes, uh, this is very much a step 12 kind of activity, and it's, uh, and it's affected me in a very positive way. And so reaching out and, and helping, others, helping others through their addictive process and their recovery, and, and uh, that's a... That's a that's a step of my own that I can take in terms of, uh, so I'd be curious to hear your, you know, sort of the, the mental thoughts that you went through. I can go. Um, I mean, for me, it's definitely been a huge help and a tool or aid for my own recovery. Like you, um, it's nice sitting down and talking and going through these things. Cause you know, we went through Sage, we had all these discussions and, you know, when we sit down, it's just kind of a reminder of those things. And I yes. get to express those things. Not only that, I'm putting myself out there. You know, I'm making myself vulnerable and not kind of hiding and isolating from right. it. Um, Which you know, are like, all great things for yeah. recovering addicts. And like my other podcast that I, I've done for years, I mean, I started that out to help. You know, it, it, that was to help other people get known for their, their stuff. But this also helps other people. That's something I've that's always been kind of a... A core thing with me helping others um and the nice thing about this is i can help others without over investing myself to the point that it's dragging me down hmm. you know so i can still help people in our 12-step group they're listening to our discussion i can still help my sponsees i can help other people from around the world that you know we know are listening and you know i'm not having to f fly to to the uk or you know, to Japan or some of these other places to sit down and talk to those people. We can just sit here together and chat about whatever our topic is, and it's helping them. And that has a lot of, a lot of value. And, you know, especially when we get those listener emails where people are, you know, uh, just saying how appreciative they are. Um, you know, as every time we've gotten one of those, it's just really struck a chord with me. Of like, you know, everything I've gone through has meaning. Mm -hmm. It's not... I mean, it's not meaningless, and so there's some value there for me. Great thought. Well, I had a couple things happen. First of all, the uh, we had uh, a listener reach out and say, "I hope everything's all right, guys." Notice that you know, yeah, you're, you're you haven't been quite as consistent. I said, you know, and essentially said, "Please keep going." And and even threw out some. Uh, if you're running out of ideas, I've got a couple, <laughs> and, and then gave us a couple. Right. show ideas helpful. and I thought I've always 
I've always went into recovery uh, when it comes to other people that I'm not going to care more or work harder than, they are. you know, the poop. And I thought, oh my goodness, this person's working really hard, you, you know, yeah. and that found a home. But what really, what really put it over the top was, um, was I found out that my uh, son started listening, you know, because he said, he said, I was just running out of other things to listen to. And I, I know that you, you do this and, but I had never really listened to any of it. And so I thought I'd just check it out just to see what you were up to. And, you know, he says, and he, and he says, and you started telling and sharing stories. He said, I happened to listen to the one where you talked about, he said, I listened to your story. He says, I've never heard you tell your story like that before. He says, I've, I've heard you tell your story. He says, but I've never heard it like that. He says, and when you got to the part where you were talking about how you wished that, that you would, uh, that you felt bad that you weren't going to be a grandfather and then expressed later that he says, I remember that moment. He says, I, and, and then he says, you know, and then, you know, you were playing with my kid wow. at the park. And, and he said, I, I realized how impactful that was for you, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, I realized my goodness, I'm leaving a legacy, you know? And the idea, and I felt like I have told my story to my children probably more times than they want to hear. Sure. And constantly, you know, sharing that kind of stuff but to hear him say i've never heard it said i've never heard you talk like that like that before i thought oh my goodness i'm leaving this is not only my reaching out and helping people which is very very important but i'm also leaving a legacy huh yeah what a fantastic story what a fantastic story that's why we podcast those are the reasons why we made a decision that we're not going to be done but that we're going to continue on so we podcast today, but I bet in another year, I, I don't know where this is going to take us, but sure. Anyway, those were my thoughts. So long and the short of it, guys, things are going to be put in your way. You're going to have to learn how to overcome obstacles. And, and my suggestion is, is that, uh, whatever the difficulty presented to you, whether just an unfortunate circumstance or even malice from another person that you, f- you face that willingly you accept that responsibility and you turn whatever that obstacle is into a tool to to help you go forward and then wherever you're at is okay to start but it is not okay for you to stay there so okay to stay (laughs) so do the next right thing very good this is mike saying uh find do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring and this is daniel saying find the humility in your recovery thank you for listening to the podcast we would love to hear from you if you have any questions thoughts or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.